And here we are with another edition of the Barstool Fantasy Hour. I'm Smitty alongside Jonathan Bales at Bales Football, formerly of the New York Times, formerly of DraftKings, currently with FantasyLabs.com. Surprisingly killing it as always, even though he hasn't done any research this week, but he claims smarter than everyone anyway, so it doesn't matter. Direct quote. Definitely didn't. Direct quote verbatim. Literally <laughs> podcast. Didn't say that. Didn't say that. But – He's I like his hat today, going full sixers backwards, loving it. And uh, you're coming off an obviously big night for the Trump victory. A lot of people were obviously betting against Trump. Uh, oh, not, not monetarily because the odds were so skewed in Hillary's favor. I mean, we're talking minus 550 on before the uh, last night happened. And uh, when did you take Trump and what was the bet? Oh, this was a this was a long time ago. This was like um, right around this was like right around uh, when he was even like considering running. So this was maybe eighteen months ago or something like that. And um, so complete shot in the dark, just yeah. absolute throwing money against the wall. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was a good better. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it, it was. Uh, um, well, obviously, I, I think it was a good bet. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was just something that I. Uh, that, that's how I got s- such good odds. Like even I think once he was a, I think once he was um, running, the best you could bet, the, the best you could get online in terms of odds was like seventy five to one or something, um, and I had one fifty. So it was um, yeah, it was it was good and uh, glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, and you would have won seventy five thousand dollars if you didn't buy out like a pussy at the convention. Um, yeah, no, I think that was a pretty smart move overall. Yeah, it's a very smart, very smart move to hedge your bet. That's not a pussy move. It's very smart. Of course, you're the genius here. Everything's turning up bells. That's $75,000 might be worth 75,000 yen in six months, but it doesn't matter because be the hunters are school doing better. He's scoring touchdowns every week. Bales is on the top of the world. Yeah, just to be clear to anyone watching, um, I didn't I didn't make seventy five thousand from the bet. So uh, I, I um, yeah the the buyout was right around the um, the convention, which right after that he was like a coin flip in most in most uh, models, and I think maybe a little bit worse than coin flip in betting markets. Um, so I, I uh, yeah I got a, a, a decent deal to just get out of it then, and I I still thought at that time I never thought he was going to win. Even up until last night, I didn't really think he was going to win. I thought he had a better shot than other people thought, but um, didn't think he was going to didn't think he was going to win, and uh, that's why I got out of it. But um, yeah, it was uh, worked out worked out pretty well um, in terms of the bet. I don't know how much it it uh, worked out for the nation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Bales always looking out for number one. <laughs> no, that's uh, matters in the well, end. Yeah, I mean last night. There, there were a variety of reasons that I did it, but one, it was like, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want to be like rooting for him last night. So if you're going to make like 75 K, would you, you would root, you would root for him to win probably right for 75,000. I would root for him to become God for $75,000. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, it's enough where I'd pay some amount for him not to win, but not 75. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. You can look at all the analysis that CNN, MSNBC, Fox News throws against the table, throws against the, uh, basically all the shit that they throw against the wall. You can look at the great Barstool News Network coverage that they had last night, which was actually like 
somewhat impressive. Well, I, I, I watched <laughs> uh, yeah, That was my number one uh, network. Yeah. I mean, considering what they were dealing with, I'll tell you what, for anything in life, if you follow the Vegas odds, you're going to be right most of the time because those motherfuckers know what they're talking about more often than not. When those odds, for when the line for Hillary started to drop and Trump started to go up in his favor, or, you know, what was it? It was like it started at like plus 1,000 for Trump at the beginning of the night and ended minus 5,000. Like, it just... You follow yeah, those was, lines, you know what's going to happen. It was pretty. It was pretty quick, right? When they saw some things happening in Florida, where it was like, and I, you know, if you're watching like any um, channel on a, like CNN or Fox News or or anything, they're like so far behind. They're, they have no idea what they're talking about. So like, yeah. it was pretty clear. They're not, they're not calling the state of Florida at six p.m. Yeah, right. like some intelligent news networks. Dewey defeats Truman doesn't fucking exist in these offices. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was uh, for. I mean, they they have a, an incentive to to not call things, but um, and also I think they just don't know, like like some of the the um, nerds on Twitter. <laughs> Here's actually a very important question. With um, the Republicans being dominant in the House again and controlling the presidency, and we'll see what happens with the Supreme Court, but it looks like a couple of them are going to croak and they'll gain uh, more conservative voters there. And uh, you never know what's going to happen with the sentence in two years during the midterms. Uh, what's the impact on daily fantasy in this? Is this good for daily fantasy, or are we going to be looking at a questionable gray area yet again? Because poker was cut down during the Bush administration, never really made a comeback during the Obama administration, and like we're kind of dealing with the same sort of things. Yeah, uh, I, so I don't claim to know like anything about politics. I have no, I, I, I I'm pretty, I'm pretty naive. Although I don't the, claim to know anything about life. Yet here yeah. I am. <laughs> I mean, the bet I made was mostly uh, based on that. I thought there was like Trump introduced all this uncertainty that people weren't accounting for. So it was, and I also um, am not super confident in like the general population of people to make a good decision. And so it was mostly like betting on people to probably make a bad decision. And then his volatility being good for him, like he couldn't, um, no matter what he did, as we saw, did some fucked up stuff, but he, he wouldn't be harmed from that. Right. Well, I mean, he could, he could have raped a nun while eating a puppy and it would have been like, yeah, you know, just Trump. We'll be no, that's just, just Trump. Yeah. And he'll be like, hey, you know what? I did it. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. So well, I mean, that was, yeah. That was the whole okay, but that, you didn't answer anything about Daily Fantasy. Like, no, I was getting, risk I was getting losing Daily Fantasy again. I was getting there. Um, yeah, so Trump, super volatile. <laughs> and that was what I, what I bet on. But um, uh, he... I, again, I know. I the, the point was I know nothing about um, politics or anything. It's a good point. You know that he, um, I believe, one of his biggest donors is a uh, big Sheldon Adelson is a big um, casino owner, and he's one of the biggest Republican donors. And so that would be really bad for for DFS because he's probably the the strongest guy against it. Um, but there's good stuff going for DFS, like where it's clearly legal now in a lot of areas, New York, obviously, and um, other states. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it affected. I don't think that's his number one concern. But, uh, I mean, who, honestly, who knows what the concerns are? Yeah. All right. Uh, good political answer from 
Jonathan Bales. And I, I don't know. Good. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's move on. Last week, Daily Fantasy listened to us yet again. We had a nice little bounce back week. Aaron Rodgers, um, Michael Thomas, hot. Melvin Gordon, we mentioned a lot. Uh, some jackass, I think it was Spags, threw out Ryan Tannehill, obviously bust. But uh, other than that, I think uh, we did pretty good. How'd you do last week? Um, just slightly up. So it was okay. It was all right. Um, I had the, the thing was I went overboard on uh, Sharkandrick West. So I had yeah. a ton of Melvin Gordon and um, I did some other thing. I had like, I actually got on Latavius late and had a bunch of Latavius who was like, you know, no one had him against the Broncos. And I really liked that play. And, um, and Juwan Harris, really cheap, had him in all basically every cash lineup. Like yeah, he was like, I was actually like, even oh, Colin, God. even Colin Kaepernick came through fantasy wise. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was kind of obvious. The, Harris, I thought was, I was like, oh man, like he's going to be pretty popular to the point that, um, uh, I'm a little bit scared yeah. of ownership. Nobody I, played him. Yeah. Nobody. Nuts. I, I couldn't even believe that. So had I known that, I would have gone. Much heavier on him. But, I, yeah, I had a ton of uh, Sharkandrick that just, like, blew everything yeah. up. But then again, so did everyone else. And everyone had Ezekiel Elliott, basically, in every freaking lineup, which ended up good for a lot of people and me as well, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I suppose. I'm pretty All sure right. you played Zeke if, you, if you're asking. Yeah, you yeah I'm pretty sure. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to uh, week number 10. Uh, best player overall. This uh, week, who do you got? I don't know if we named this guy. I mean, I think he's super obvious. I think it's like out of control where he's priced. But David Johnson, it's mm. like, uh, yeah, David Johnson against the uh, Niners. Um, they're just going to feed the beast. Could there be a better situation for a running back all yeah. year? They're projected at like 31 points. The Niners run up-tempo. They are the worst defense in the league. They're so bad against running backs. I mean, we saw Ingram and, and Hightower just go off last week. Um, it's, it's perfect. It's the perfect scenario. There's no way you can fade David Johnson um, in, any, in any league type. He's definitely the best player. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong from that, especially since Arizona. Uh, they're, they're coming off a bye, correct? Um, yeah. They are. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, Bruce Arians is just going to feed, feed the beast, and there's really nothing more to that. Um, quarterbacks uh, this week, we were high on Aaron Rodgers last week. Not so high on, like, Marcus Mariota, who had a really, really good time against the Chargers. Who do you think is uh, coming out and slinging a little bit out of the quarterback level? I like Mariota. He has, he has an ankle injury that I saw today, so I'm going to have to monitor that. But I, I like uh, the, the week, <laughs> the midweek Dells report. <laughs> 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 Hundred percent of the time, it's wrong. Hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're right on an injury report this year. By the way, yeah, probably not. He's definitely out. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him. Um, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's a good piece of advice. If he doesn't play, then um, I'm off of him. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like Mariota, and Mariota's like uh, sort of been going off three thirteen and three last week. He throws some picks. I actually like to play defenses against him too. I played the Chargers last week, and they had I think two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they did well on defensive side. They had like 11, 11 or 14 points, but it was uh, right, in the, right in the thick of things. Yeah, so he has 13 touchdowns in his last five games, 13 passing touchdowns, obviously runs a bit too. So um, game where they're going to uh, – it could turn into a shootout a bit against Green Bay. Green Bay 
can't run the ball. Um, obvious, like they don't, they just don't. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the tempo of Tennessee could be not great, but Green Bay should be able to actually stop them on the ground and, and force them to throw in a uh, – so I like that potential game script a lot. So uh, he's, he's, he's my, um, my favorite value at quarterback. Yeah, and Green Bay surprisingly has a very good run defense. I think they were number one a couple weeks ago before someone tore them up. But uh, they're, they're Zeke, definitely yeah, Zeke is yeah. off. But yeah, they were Zeke had more yards than they had given up all year to running backs. Before. Yeah, but I mean they're pretty, uh, they're, they're they're pretty they're they're pretty solid. If if uh, I can't find a better adjective going into that week. Uh, Okay, other QBs uh, other than Mariota. I mean, do you see anyone like really going off? Especially Mariota's hurt. We have Big Big Ben. Um, you didn't have a great week last week. He was hopping around a little bit, but I mean, do you think he's coming back at all? Especially, yeah, I like that call, Smitty. What do you yeah. think about Big Ben, man? Tell me. He was one of my guys. Tell me what you like. I I like the fact that his ankle was healed up a little bit more, and this, during the second half, Antonio Brown did less than Dick first half last week really had a lot of us worried. Uh, I think he had one catch and then he tore up like six catches, 75 yards and a touchdown in the second half once Ben Roethlisberger started to uh, feel a little better, but he looked a little bit off. I think he needed a week under his, uh, under his belt and now going up against Dallas um, at home again. I, I, I think he has a big week. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Uh, his split. See, I don't, I don't know whether you're being sarcastic with me or not. No, like, I'm not. I'm not. I, li- I, I like it. Um, I like it. I think his. Uh, I'm, I don't. I don't normally put too much stock into um, like home road splits and and how guys perform in certain situations unless they're really extreme. And his, he's for whatever reason, he is atrocious on the road. He's really bad, and it's really consistent. He's just really bad on the road, and he's incredible at home. And um, of course, they're home, so that's one reason. Um, another is that I think the 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 total of this game opened at forty nine and a half. Ooh. which is a um, uh, semi-relevant line, and I believe it's now gone up to 51, despite the fact that the majority of people are betting on the under, which would mean that there's, like, sharp money on the over. So um, people that uh, know what they're doing think that the game is going to be pretty high scoring. So that's really interesting to me. Um, I don't normally like to play teams against the Cowboys because of their pace. Um, but Vegas, uh, seems to like, and, and, uh, smart sports better seem to like the Steelers a lot. I like Le'Veon the most actually in the game. Um, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to like a Roethlisberger, Le'Veon, Antonio stack. I, I, I think that that's actually the way to go, but, um, and, I, and who are you, and who are you going to be playing Josh Huff off the practice squad of the, <laughs> uh, of Tampa Bay? Like you're going to bring back Cole, Cole Beasley from the grave? Actually had a good week last week. I mean, you're looking at a Cole Beasley, Justin Hunter, and oh, uh, you mean because of salary? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's tough. It's tough, and it's it's tough because of the um the week too, where we don't have as of now. We'll see what happens, but we don't really have uh, too many cheap guys. Like as we go through the positions, you'll see it's a lot of expensive guys that I uh, that I like. There's no obvious value. You're gonna have to do it at receiver and tight end, I think, so we can talk about some guys, but. Uh, you, you can definitely make it happen, but you're going to have to be on like, um, you know, you're going to have to be on like an Ertz and you're going to have to be on uh, some other guys we'll talk about cheaper. Ertz, baby, coming through with a couple catches last week. He basically catches and falls. Worst yak in the history of the universe. But hey, at least he's getting the ball a little bit. 
I don't know running backs. Uh, you said David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. Other than that, you got the top dog, Zeke, Melvin Gordon, uh, Ajahi, who had a big week uh, last week. Uh, is there any values at all that you see uh, that maybe go a little bit cheaper or just you got to go with a couple top guns and let it ride? Yeah, good uh, Good job with the – I thought that the guys you named were – those are the guys to play pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the top of the top. They're the tits yeah. of the town. And you really can't go wrong with any of them. David Johnson's the – like, you have to play David Johnson. And um, I personally like Le'Veon um, the most of those other guys. I mean, I think people are going to be on Gordon a lot. He would be the one that I like the least out of that, out of that group potentially. But um, it's still going to be on. I mean, cash games – yeah – so it, it, as of now, if you are trying to create a, like a head-to-head or 50-50, you're, you're, you, it seems like, man, I need to get three of these guys in, like, like David Johnson, Zeke, and Gordon or something like that. It's really tough. You, like you, can't, you actually can't do it without – you have to play like – you can do it if you play like Doriel Green Beckham or something. Um, <laughs> Which you don't – Want to do? He's starting to get some <laughs> targets. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, he's starting to get some targets, but he's running at a pace of forty percent to hell. The <laughs> yeah. guy can't do anything. I think he he got shut out last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, to get, he's getting on my Justin Hunter bump for life radius. <laughs> what do you do? Hunter, Hunter keeps scoring, man. He's just like everything is uh, turning up, turning up well for me currently with Hunter and Trump, but. <laughs> Dude, I don't get I don't get the Justin Hunter thing at all either. He's scoring every week, but that's it. That's all he's doing. He's yeah, scoring. I know he doesn't catch it. It's four touchdowns. I can't. Four yeah, touches, can't. two catches, one touchdown. Like, um, gotta respect yeah. it. I respect no- the fact he's evaded the law this much, being in the public guy. But other than that, dude, I I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, other than that, I'm talking about he's a fucking <laughs> felon. Dude, God, I still want to get him on. Stop talking. They're gonna. You're not, you're not allowed. Gonna watch this stuff, and then we're not gonna get him on. God. The amount of times I've said he deserves to be in jail. Like, he's the one guy. He's been on the lamb for a while, wasn't he? Or something. On the lamb. Yeah, that's that's what the kids use now. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. No. Uh, Oh, I'll tell you. I'll, 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 tell you I'll, I'll tell you a possible value play at running back. Uh, Darren Sproles has just been announced as the number one back of the Philadelphia Eagles and has been getting a lot of touches, which naturally means Wendell Smallwood is going to get 40 touches this week, and Darren Sproles is only going to get goal line rushing touches that Mike Allstott couldn't break through. So that's, that's your bit of the day. Darren Sproles, 4,300. Take a look. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say him, but I, I'm not really comfortable with it, um, honestly. Um, I just don't know that they're going to give him um, – Yeah, they're not. I guarantee – I guarantee since they announced he's the number one back, he's going to get three touches. Yeah, if you have to go cheap, like you're just you, – you're going with a top, a top receiver or two, like you have to find someone cheap at running back. Um, you could look at Jonathan Stewart – at 4,900, I think. Not a great matchup, but uh, projected fairly well. You could also look at LeGarrette Blunt. Um, you know, uh, there's the, the uh, Seahawks are, are clearly um, a good defense, but the, the Patriots are still projected to score like over 28 points in that game. 
and uh, could be through the air, but maybe it's not. Maybe they get down to the one and he scores a bunch of touchdowns. So I think that that would be fine. And I also think Blunt's going to be like 2% owned or something like that. On to receivers. Uh, again, we got the top dog, Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones. Um, other than them and Mike Evans, uh, who do you see is going to go off during week 10? I think Alshon. Alshon's the guy. I think he's going to be maybe – he'll be among the highest owned, but Alshon at the Bucks. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Bucks can't stop anything through the air. They've been absolutely atrocious. Yep, and I think, yeah, that's a, that's a potentially um, good uh, game to get on uh, that, that, that could turn into a little bit of a shootout. I mean, um, yeah, it, it, mainly the price on DraftKings, though, for Alshon is absurd at 6600 It's just like um, I think you have to play him in cash. Well, do you play, do you play both Bears receivers? Who's the other guy that's been coming on? Uh, Meredith? Yeah. Um, Okay, because Cutler, this is a prime game for Cutler to just start slinging and with no regard for society. <laughs> he does that every game, but he's so bad that it, <laughs> he might actually come through this game. No, nah, he's, uh, he's so bad. I, I, I think Cutler's like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'm, not on, I'm not on the other guys. I'm not on, really on Meredith. He is 4,400, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He sort of dropped off, and uh, they've been using Zach Miller a lot more. So, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe Cutler won't, but um, I, th- yeah, I think it's Alshon if you can get him in the, to, to cash games. And then um, and the top guys that you mentioned, I think, are all pretty obvious. But I don't know, dude. I think their ownership's going to be pretty deflated because you have to have the running backs. You have to have David Johnson. Um, you don't have to have the other guys, but you're going to probably want – if you're playing tournaments, you're going to want some Le'Veon, some Zeke, some Melvin. Um, maybe some Devonte against the Eagles. And when you start to do that, like how are you, you, you can't get the top receivers. And, um, you know, there could be an injury that changes everything, but uh, there's no realistic way to get a bunch of those guys. So I think that um, if you find running backs that you like who are cheap, I don't know that I'm going to do it, but uh, if you do, then you'll definitely have um, a low owned lineup because I, I don't think that, um, Ownership on the top receivers is going to be as high as it normally would. So who do you think, as far as value plays on receivers, are yeah. our go-to guys with the running backs that you said? Um, Alshon. Um, I kind of like uh, Baldwin against the Pats um, only because if you were the Pats, what, were, what would you try to stop on the Seahawks? Probably. Jimmy. Yeah. Big dick Jimmy. And I think that Doug Baldwin is um, – I'm very biased toward big receivers in general. Uh, I, I uh, obviously, Hunter, um, that's the type – that's like the prototype of receiver that I like to play because he can score consistently. Um, and I was against Doug Baldwin initially. It's like um, the same thing as like, you know, you don't play like Tavon or, or some of those guys um, who don't have as much upside maybe as you think. Doug, Doug Baldwin is actually, I think, a really, really good receiver. If you look at his number no, is. thus is. far through his career, they're on par with, like, A.J. Green and just below Julio, and they're the same as Des Bryant. They're absurd. And he's in a really good offense that helps him a bit, but there's no way that he's a bad receiver. He's a good receiver who um, is potentially, like, second tier behind those guys, even though he's small. So I like, I like Baldwin a lot. 
Um, and I care, I just care about playing talented receivers more so at, at receiver than running back where, uh, I don't really care that much how, how good they are. So I would say, um, I would say Baldwin would be someone not super cheap, but, uh, someone that I'm going to be on. And then, uh, Kenny Britt, Kenny Britt, who we talked about, uh, we, I keep bringing him up. Yeah, he's like, he didn't have a bad game last week. He had like 14 points. Something like that. Uh, playing the Jets. Um, one of the worst pass defenses in the league now. So, um, yeah, kind of on, uh, kind of on that situation as well. Any uh, quarterback to receiver tandems that you like might go off other than the Big Ben uh, one-two punch between him and Antonio Brown? Um, I like um, a uh, – uh, well, uh, the tight end that we'll talk about, I like uh, Mario to, to Delaney a lot. Um, I think that that's going to be, um, not that popular. Mariota might be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, outside of the, um, obvious stuff, um, you could go an interesting one that I, I don't know where I stand on it. So I'm not really taking a stand right now is Dak to Dez, um, because that game could be really high scoring and there's some decent chance the Steelers get up big early and the Cowboys are forced into a game script that they haven't been in in the past. They've been really they're, – they're really – I think they're actually a really good team. Um, I think their defense is super overrated. They're really bad. They've benefited from, from the games. Um, the offense, I think, is really good with Dak and, and that line. Um, but if they get into a, a situation that they haven't been in in the past where they need to catch up, uh, that could be a, a – a thing where where no one was, no one is on Des anymore. He's going to be like three percent or something. But he's still Des Bryant in a game that they might have to pass a lot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that one. All right. So if they get in a real brouhaha, Dak DeBrez, or maybe Tony Romo to Des. Ooh, did I just blow your mind? Uh, De- uh, Romo is uh, is now yeah uh, clear man. He's uh, they they haven't even addressed it yet really. So no, you, you can't, I mean, you agree, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. You stay the course. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback go seven to one, including wins in green Bay at home against the Eagles and Cincinnati. I mean, they've just been, they, they, they're a great team, whether it's all because of the offensive line or not. And Zeke, like Dak's been playing well enough to not give up that. Job. Where do you think the Cowboys rank in the NFC? Just be honest. I, I think I think it's hard to not put them in the top three. No shit. <laughs> and they're seven and one. What what can you say? It's I I mean to me the best team is either them or the Seahawks. I think it's actually the Seahawks. Um, I think you put the Falcons in that conversation. Falcons have been playing good ball. Yeah. I wouldn't put the Packers there. They're too inconsistent. Um, I still believe in the Cardinals, even though they. They haven't – the record doesn't show it this year, but I think they can go anywhere and beat anyone. Um, who knows if the Panthers come on strong? Uh, even even the, the Panthers. I, I don't know. Like, you don't fall off the map that much in one year. Like, they can they, – they dismantled the Cardinals last week. Granted, it was at home, but – or two weeks ago. I, I still consider them a very decent team, even though they're below 500 and probably won't make the playoffs. Hell, even I think the Giants can go anywhere and beat anyone. So we'll see what happens. 
once choke time comes for your fucking cow shits in December. <laughs> but up until then, yeah, I, it's tough not to give him credit. I'll give you that much. That offensive line is just ruthless. Yeah, they're so much better than any line in, in, yeah. the, in the game. And I'm not – I'm actually – I think that the uh, – it's, like, so popular now to say how important the line is. Um, in some offenses, I think it is. In theirs, it is. But overall, I think the offensive line is actually kind of overrated. Like, if I were starting a team, I, I wouldn't start with the line where everyone starts. I would start with quarterback, obviously, and then I would get two dominant receivers. Um, like, I, I think that that receiver is the most underrated position. And well, the, uh, the Cowboys have that and Des and Cole, so. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. Pretty much. No, but they're lying, and that's not knocking Zeke at all. Zeke is an incredible talent and has been proven it all year. But that, that – <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could run for a thousand yards behind that line. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna say you couldn't, but I'm gonna please. <laughs> Maybe not now, but in my prime, in the heyday, before the knee took an ACL away, we could probably get it done. All right, tight ends. He said Delaney Walker. Uh, anyone else, especially of value, that you like? I like Delaney in tournaments. I think that the top guy to play in cash on DK is just Gates. Like I don't know why he's thirty nine hundred. He's too cheap. Um, especially Hunter's out again. Correct. Yeah, you, 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 well, they're not even, they're not even using him um, anymore. They just keep throwing to Gates and uh, he, I, I don't know how good he is anymore, but um, I think that one's obvious, especially because in cash, especially because of uh, how, uh, how you're going to probably be spending at other positions. Like you can't, you just can't get Gronk. Mm. Um, now in tournaments, if you can find a way, then I think Gronk is going to be a really, interesting guy to play because he's in a really what people think is a bad matchup that's probably not a bad matchup against the Seahawks who, who defend better outside yeah um, this is the type of game where Gronk goes for 103 touchdowns yeah and no one's gonna have him because they can't afford him so um yeah if you figure out some way to uh to go cheap I mean you have to sacrifice um but then Gronk I think is is uh, a pretty good tournament play because of that uh yeah. All right. Fun stuff. Defense. Uh, a couple of expensive defenses up at the top, even more so than normal. Like the Texans at Jaguars. I mean, 3,800 is a pretty penny this week to spend if you want to get everyone in. So uh, who do you like for defenses? Uh, keep in mind the salary cap is uh, running – the well's running dry here. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. The best play is definitely the, the Cardinals, I think, against the Niners. Um, but that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough too. Um, yeah, I've already been playing around with some cash games. I like, I, I like Panthers at home against Kansas City uh, a lot because Kansas City on the road is not Kansas City at home. Yeah, but um, Alex Smith is like not a quarterback you generally want to play a defense against. I, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, but um, yeah, I think that uh, it's just – it's uh, it's tough to get one of those um, top like so you can't get the, another candidate if you're playing Thursday is is Baltimore against the Browns anyone against the Browns but they're thirty seven hundred too it's just tough um, you can go Rams against the Jets at twenty nine hundred I like that um, I think that that's definitely an option and in tournaments I like the Patriots actually against the Seahawks what about the Bears at Tampa Bay uh, twenty five hundred great value. Uh, no, I mean, no way. I'm off. Man. I am off. off. <laughs> uh, hey, I was just starting, a reader submitted that. I, I thought I'd pass knowledge along to 
see if great did a reader did a reader submit that yes absolutely i'll pull it up right now <laughs> i saw it earlier <laughs> uh, i don't i don't like that one i in general you can be a little bit more liberal with your defense usage but um the bears are just awful the bucks can actually light it up so uh i think you can get like i mean you could play the 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 jets who are also awful against the rams who uh are are, are a poor um offense at 28 or something I don't know. I'd rather just play pay twenty nine for the Rams against the Jets, or even or even the Chargers against the the uh, at home against Miami at twenty nine. Uh, alrighty then. Uh, just uh, uh, people who emailed in, we'll email back individually. That's how we've been handling the uh, questions. By the way, if you email in, we'll just get back to you one on one instead of wasting people's time on podcasts or yeah. if you got us. Yeah. I haven't been getting back to anyone. Okay, well, don't send them to me. Send them to Smitty. You you have been getting back to people. So <laughs> you can ask us directly as well on uh, Twitter at Smitty Barstool if you want to be mushed or know who to bet against, who to fade, or uh, at Bales Football for some, uh, I guess, 2020 presidential advice on who to bet. Now, you think Kanye is going? How many? What are the odds on Kanye? John Stewart, not good, but fuck, I can I can run for president right now, and I think if you say bet on me, I'd fucking come out shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I'll know. Be, I'll, be 30, I'll be thirty. I'll be thirty. What is it? What's the age? Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five or forty? One of them. I think thirty. I think it's thirty-five for president. Yeah, I might be forty. Thirty-five might be like a senator or something. Yeah. All right. So I won't be old enough, but we can try. If they can, they can elect a Muslim in the White House with the no birth certificate from fake birth certificate from Hawaii. They can elect anyone, and I don't. No, I don't believe it. I won't comment on that one. But Bernie, Bernie opened at fifty to one, uh, and I don't really know exactly why. There's no shot he's going to be alive in four years. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Um, but I mean, yeah, how, how old is he? He's pretty old. He's like mid seventies. It's not that old. Oh, how much do you want to put on it? on what that he's going to be a president no, i don't want to do this <laughs> no bernie sanders 75 yeah okay he owe me 79 i mean there's been older presidents yeah reagan when he was dead when he was not knowing where his toothpaste is in the morning because he has so much alzheimer's he just turned 75 in september he's basically basically in his 50s yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm 21 or at least i act like it all right, uh, that concludes this edition of the Barstool Fantasy Hour. Again, at Bales Football, at Smitty Barstool, have any questions, and uh, good luck this week.